Pack Absurdity Podcast 2017. Seeing a lot of changes in the world. Protests right now. Real hot. Um, what are you fighting for? Sebastian, tell us about your social movements that you got going on. Yeah, I'd like to uh, protest against all the ESPN cutaways. I mean, you've got uh, 16 channels. And I don't see why it's necessary to, like, cut away from a game to show uh, the UConn-Connecticut women's team, you know, setting some kind of arbitrary record. I mean, just put that on ESPN 10 or 11 or, or whatever station you have available at the time. So you're not one to hear what Steve Lavin has to say about random game in the American Conference. I like my Steve Lavin takes on Fox Sports, not ESPN. <laughs> yeah, so, so the whole, like, cutoffs on ESPN, I, I could do without that. Plus, too, I'm getting tired of watching, uh, like, missed uh, free throws or missed uh, layups, like, while the camera is cut away. They've got, like, 40 people at these games doing this stuff, and still I'm missing, like, action on the actual game court. Right. I, I think uh, on top of that, I don't like the split screen with the coach during the game. Did not buy Agreed. A, a huge television to watch a you know man in his 50s in a suit dance around on the sideline. I paid to watch young athletic men sweating running up and down the court. Yeah, I think it also kind of goes back to the, um, you know, if you have two screens, you have no screens. You know, just kind of like a quarterback deal. You know, you, um, you know, you keep putting screens on, we can't really see much of anything yeah. going on. So. You screen, I screen, we all screen for one screen. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I yeah, that's that's the picket side right there. The there we go, lobbyists. I'm gonna go back to the contrarian's humble brag here, and all my huge television, my. 70 inches of, of television. I don't want 35 inches uh, 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 showing Coach Cal bouncing around. and yeah, I, I want all, all screen on the game. Uh, when, you've got a, when you've got it, man, upon it. I mean, i got a massive television that I'll, you know, I don't want to waste the, the space on it, though. A massive television, by the way, that he bought while he was with his wife and kid and couldn't fit in his car, so he had to call a good friend to come pick it up yeah, in the van. Well, not necessarily. I wouldn't go good friend, but good friend with the minivan. Is what, uh, with some room. With some room in it, yes. With some with room. A minivan, uh, child abducting van. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's more like it. Yes. Uh. Yeah, I, I'm, that, that really burns your bacon when we had to watch uh, – UConn women up by 70 uh, set the record as if it was ever in doubt. You know, that, 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 really, that really was hard to watch. So I'm guessing this, this came in the way of a Kentucky game? Is that 
Oh, yeah, they cut away for 15 minutes in the first half. Okay. It's not like Kentucky was up by 20 in the second half. Right, it right. was the first half and still a ball game. Game in, game in and hand. And I was watching, uh, I was watching uh, G- Gino. What the, I mean, Gino. All, Gino. All Italian names Gino sound the same to me. Yeah. So uh, I'm, listening, I'm listening to him talk after game, literally his press conference, you know, post-game uh, press conference for 15 minutes while the U.K. game is going on. And again, it's not like ESPN has two channels anymore. I mean, and there are there are literally ESPN channels for every game anymore. Why do you have to cut away to that? If that game was so important, they should have just aired it live on ESPN News or so whatever. So you're saying this should have been on the Ocho? Yeah, <laughs> the, I mean, well, less dodgeball was on, and then that should probably trump it for sure. Right. Well, you got to think uh, ESPN and UConn are in the same state. So stay woke, stay woke on that. Uh, Not to bring it all political, but another thing that uh, we're fighting for is the Save the Plants campaign that we've started here at Six Pack Absurdity. So the reason we did this, um, you see a lot of uh, constant reminder of endangered species of animals, whether they be in the jungle or the grasslands or the savanna. Um, You don't see anything about the plants that are endangered. And you a lot know, about trees. there's a lot about trees. A lot, yeah. I mean, um, we, you know, we all saw fern gully, so we know that the plants are getting taken out at an incredible rate. Uh, you know, the Donald don't give a fuck about no plants. So we need to start this Save the Plants campaign. This is what I'm going to be protesting for the next few months. Um, help me out. Help well, me out. You, th- you think about it. If if there was something out there called Panda Killer, and they sold it at Lowe's in two gallon concentrated bottles, everybody would be up in arms. But they sell Weed Killer all the time. Yeah, nobody you blinks know, an eye. No, nobody blinks an eye. And then our, our law enforcement is going across the country and cutting down crops. Okay, <laughs> they're cutting down you know illegal marijuana crops. Nobody bats an eye. All right, that's good. Let's just burn all that up. That all those things produce oxygen as well. I feel like our own Sebastian could could really be the uh, the president of this this uh, club as well. Uh, protest uh, with all his pot roast eating. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he is single handedly. He, he saving, is, the yeah, he's saving the plants. Every time he doesn't, he doesn't eat asparagus or broccoli. <laughs> uh, just he limits his pot roast to one, one onion, one carrot. Right. Uh, he, it's true. My motto is: any dead animal should not go uneaten. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a big component of that. Also, I mean, like you know, for this whole plant thing, I mean, you have to look a little bit of it as a self-preservation. Anybody seen the uh, happening? You know, right. It's just sooner yeah. or later yeah. the plants turn on us. You know, you keep dicking over the plants and treating yeah. them like once uh, again, like Mark, not living species. You're you're done. Yeah. Once again, Mark Wahlberg was ahead of the curve. Yeah. If, oh, if, yeah. And if Mark Wahlberg can't survive, uh, then, <laughs> then who am I? Yeah, who right. am I to to survive a plant revolution? Right. Yeah. But well, you know. It's like, was it Shakespeare that said back when Mark Wahlberg was Marky Mark? It was Shakespeare. It was, it was one of those great philosophers. I can't remember exactly who. And uh, I'd like to get my uh, my protest protest topic in there. Uh, protest. I, I, Does I, protest. I, I not protest. Uh, I think we should limit the... Uh, the number of handicapped parking spots. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, you know, the handicap 
a lot of times they get re- they get around better than uh, than uh, most of us. I mean, uh, they're in a wheelchair. Why should they have the luxury of of being being close to 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 the Walmart? front door yeah a scooter is basically a car inside of a car that you get to yeah Yeah. well that's why i agree to disagree i think we need to increase handicap spots but just move them further back oh yeah that's 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 acceptable uh they yeah they shouldn't get first dibs no you know they're obviously lower in the totem pole (laughs) of (laughs) evolution (laughs) i mean they are you know i I am a well-bodied man. I should be able to uh, park closer. You know, yeah. just just being the contrarian here. You bring up this point, and you're going to protest it. Are you also going to protest other people to get preferential parking, uh, i.e., uh, expectant mothers, employees Ooh. of the month? It's becoming a slippery slope now, isn't it? Uh, right. I thought for sure you were going to say constables, since no, this constables, guy freaking is in love with constables. <laughs> I don't think that they get preferential parking. Since well, I would hope not, since they don't really do anything. Well, there are only seven of them in, in this county, so I don't know what the preferential parking. Yeah, I mean, expectant mothers, basically the same thing. I mean, you're if you have somebody something growing inside of you you're basically handicapped so i mean it's like a tumor baby yeah. same thing so uh, you know they they should or a have, tumor baby yeah, they shouldn't have preferential treatment and a lot of times those those mothers are going on walks anyway trying to get that baby out of them so yeah. they park in the back and and walk doing to them the a door. favor yeah. you're doing them a favor yeah. at that point just you know you're obviously you don't want to get too fat, you know. Yeah. Try try to keep the poundage down so you know your husband wants to have kid number two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to have that baby and then you know have to lose lose the baby weight and the yeah. twenty extra pounds <laughs> or find a new husband. I mean, yeah. You just yeah. You double up on both of them. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for fucking dinner. All right. Okay, so this brings us to the not safe for work section of the show. Uh, we're going to get a little nasty here. First thing, we got news recently of the Donald Trump alleged golden shower in Moscow. I don't think too many people are surprised that Donald Trump possibly did a made chicks do a golden shower out of spite for the Obamas. But it did get us thinking... Um, what would be some other presidential fetishes that you think may have happened uh, throughout history? I feel the obvious one that people would try to say a little bit of low-hanging fruit would be Thomas Jefferson searching the ebony section of Pornhub. Uh, it's a little little bit easy to do. We'd like to go a little bit deeper. Uh, we also have Grover Cleveland. Uh, Grover Cleveland was a bachelor when he became president uh, soon after, though, married a 21-year-old. So I think it's fair to say that maybe Grover would have been into some possible preteen or super young uh, pictures young and videos. Yeah, so what, what else you guys think would have been <laughs> yes, yes, possible, possible presidential fetishes? Well, I think um, George Washington famously cut down a cherry tree. Uh, not a big jump to think that he would be into popping cherry yeah, porn. Yeah, splitting, uh, splitting. So, you know, he he's definitely a virgin porn searcher. Um, he, that's definitely his game. And uh, there is uh, Trump. He's got small hands. There is a, a total section of porn where uh, tiny-handed people jack off big dicks. So that's definitely his... Uh, 
That's definitely his down his alley. I have too. to get you to send me that link because I feel like that would be very helpful. <laughs> I would have uh, stayed in that profession a little bit longer if the benefits were better. <laughs> oh. Were you the big dick or tiny hands? Uh, Both. So I was <laughs> I was an industry dream at that point. <laughs> oh shoot! Well, if you operate on the assumption that sometimes the things that uh, people uh, outwardly act like they don't like that they secretly like. I would think that uh, James Madison would be into uh, uh, gangbang porn because he didn't necessarily uh, like political parties or people organizing in that fashion. Uh, I think that uh, Andrew Jackson probably liked to watch Indian porn because he sure as hell hated the Indians and, and tried to push them through, you know, the Trail of Tears and whatnot. But, I mean, we've had a lot of freaks. Because we, you know, we all know Clinton's escapades. Obviously, yeah. John Fitzgerald Kennedy. You know, history is written by the victors. So yeah. the only reason we don't know about the past ones is because well, they, or uh, they were banging like seriously ugly chicks. Well, and Clinton <laughs> obviously is into taboo family porn. You know, being from Arkansas, that's 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 his. Yeah, that's a gift. Oh yeah, that's we're with family in Arkansas. I can totally vouch for that. That's a real thing. That's, yeah. And, and, you know, low-hanging fruit again, BJ porn, right? I mean, oh, he, yeah, loves, yeah. he loves the blowjob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably uh, probably like uh, boss secretary porn. I mean, that's, yeah. that's still <laughs> something. I mean, that's more maybe more old-fashioned taste, like just traditional scenes featuring right. office art. workers. It's art. Oh, it's art. art. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, we'll, th- we'll think about it. Like, I mean, everything about that sex scandal just screamed a busy man. Like, he, he didn't have time to, like, get to know the person before he brought out his weird cigar fetishes. Like, that was, yeah. from what I understand, like, on the first couple of occasions. So it was just, you know, I mean, like, you don't go from, like, uh, becoming familiar with somebody, like, straight into cigar penetration, you know what I mean? So Would you agree, though, that the idea... I mean, you understand that, that these presidents are men, and that men will, will do as men do, but, like, is there been a president that, when you thought about Trump in a golden shower that made you cringe more? Because, like, when, when when JFK is out there, like, at least he's oh, a God, somewhat... Yeah, he's at least a somewhat attractive dude, and he's doing it with a somewhat attractive, you know, Marilyn Monroe. I mean, that... that that would might be something you watch, but Donald Trump in a in a I mean you just think of Russia and Sam so what Cole I'm hearing is you're kind of in JFK porn, so like a little bit of like a murder you, uh, yeah, or you like you like, like death you like uh, murder porn, like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I crank out the uh, what is the eight millimeter film and put it on <laughs> the side to the left. The secure film had you checking off over JFK in the corner somewhere. Oh, man. Yeah, the uh, the. Uh, JFK uh, porn gives a whole new meaning to uh, getting head. (laughs) (laughs) Back into the left. Back into the left. (laughs) You know, you found a good woman when she will pick up parts of your skull (laughs) back in the car. And I think uh, Theodore Roosevelt, old Teddy, he was definitely into, uh, you know, he famously uh, founded the National Park. So, uh, I think he he's definitely into outdoor porn. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. yeah a little possible beastality. Part porn. Oh yeah, yeah. Possible beastality. Yeah. Side note: uh, Obama, gay porn. Uh, does Michelle Obama have a bigger dick than than Barack? <laughs> mm, yeah, still investigate. Now that he's not president, I'm interested to see what comes out in that regard. Yeah, I bet that's an impressive game of one on one those two play. <laughs> well, yeah, it's about the same accord. You've got uh, 
FDR with the uh, with the uh, Eleanor form? with Eleanor. No, 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 not cripple for. But that, a lot of people said that, uh, his, that his wife was a lesbian. Is that a thing? No, is that a lot oh, of Eleanor said, was, yeah, was famously hideous. Well, but a lesbian as well. Like, a lot of people thought that she was a lesbian, and so everybody thinks every because hideous she's hideous. Hideous. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, they didn't well, sleep in the same house. I uh, I actually went well, and because heard her she was hideous. One time. <laughs> he wanted nothing to do with. Her because she was hideous. She had she had a really good friend that they would they had a cabin and then they would they would famously go stay at this cabin. That's by my recollection. Now, mind you, I was at some kind of thing. Her daughter was telling the stories and there were free drinks. So what I heard was mom would leave the White House and go with her friend. Air quotes. Yeah, we got air quotes. The there. Air, air quotes. Air quotes. Air quotes. That's the second time, but I didn't yeah, I didn't yeah. mark them earlier. But bad radio. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, battery. Yeah. Uh, but so maybe he was in because yeah. I mean, obviously below the waist he was done. I think the one thing we can all agree with is that presidents and first ladies combined, the biggest pair of tits in the White House was Taft's. Right, <laughs> Taft's Taft's got that locked up, right? That's right. right. Like, like, like Taft was the president of the United States. Probably had the biggest bathtub in the world, and still managed to get stuck in it like three or four times by by legend. Or yeah, that's got to be a thing. I don't. I've never searched it, but bathtub porn. I mean, that's got to be a thing too. Like, well, I've searched it, and uh, yeah, bath bathtub porn is clearly a thing. <laughs> if you can think of it, I have yeah. searched it. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's quote there's, Sebastian. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. If there if there is a thing, there exists a porn for it. So exactly. Yeah. Sadly, um, unfortunately, walk-in showers really, really put a hit on the whole bathtub thing. But yeah, there's, <laughs> you know, there's, yeah, imagination still prevails. <laughs> Okay, that takes us to our beat of the week. Uh, each podcast, we look at some stories of the best males playing with themselves and how that affects society. We got Jamal Anderson this week um, in honor of the Atlanta Falcons going to the Super Bowl. Jamal Anderson, one of the original Dirty Birds from the Falcons' first Super Bowl appearance. Uh, apparently, Anderson was uh, cited recently for being at a quit quick trip gas station and exposing himself Uh, a lot of people laughed at him he got mocked in the media Uh, my take on this though is a little bit different um, because the article i read quoted as this anderson was not arrested because the clerk who was the only other person in the store did not want to prosecute so that tells me uh, even though she did call the cops she did not want Anderson arrested, so whatever sort of helicopter show he put on for the clerk, it seems like he kind of won her um, at least curiosity. I don't know if she necessarily wanted his D, but she was at least intrigued by it because she recommended they not take him to jail. What do you guys think of the uh, walk into the convenience store and break out your dong as a potential... Um, Move on a lady. <laughs> I feel like it's less an impressive move on a lady and more of a reaction to a two for two twenty two uh, tostados or whatever the tortillos is that what those things are tornadoes tornadoes yeah the chicken and uh, pepper jack cheese uh, possibly could have been the uh, beef and and cheddar 
he just scored a great deal, and he was doing the dirty bird. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how I feel like what happened was, if you ever seen the dirty bird, when it first starts, you don't initially like it, but about halfway through, you get into it. And then the ending is fantastic, and I feel like that's what that Clark had happening. Well, she was like, uh, I'm calling 911. And yeah. then about halfway through, she's like, oh, okay. yeah, I can get into this. Yeah, initially, initially insulted, then became intrigued and realized what was going on. Right, yeah, yeah. The, right. the Dirty Bird takes, it, it needs some momentum to get going. But you know, I, I feel like the Dirty Bird is less of a of a penal dance and more of a, a, a testicular. Have you seen the Dirty Bird done naked? naked the yes. Yeah, naked so. adds some to it, dude. Uh, yeah. And we all know that Jamal Anderson has a big dick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so when he's doing the Dirty Bird naked, yeah, it's yeah. slinging around. Yeah. I, I never played football. My first girlfriend saw the Icky Shuffle naked several times. I would uh, several times. I think there's a correlation from uh, the rising levels of CTE and the lowering of your junk. Because obviously he's got a little brain issue if he's he's dancing naked in uh, in convenience stores. Jamal's had a rough deal. That the article was saying that he had been um, arrested multiple times for other offenses. So well, I got nothing. I got. I, I hope Jamal's all right. That's not judged too harshly yeah. on uh, malfeasances in gas stations. Uh, Agree, Jerry. Agreed. Right? I mean, Jerry, you've been with me, and we we've had moments in gas stations. Like people act crazy in gas stations. Yeah, it's, it's kind of what happens. It's a luxury you have that you're just going in and dropping off everything. You can kind of. Yeah. It's kind of like Thunderdome. My there. favorite part of the story is that Jamal Anderson didn't have a car with him, so he he walked to the gas station. So do you think he, you know, set off with the intent? Of exposing himself in the gas station. Another thing I thought that the uh, clerk possibly has more to do with this story than what we're being led led to know. Mm-hmm. Like perhaps he was talking to her beforehand, and she was like, "Oh, you should come up here and see me." He interpreted that as, "Oh, she's thirsty. You should come do the I'm, dirty bird." Yeah, day. I'm gonna go ahead and go up there and and break it out. Because that know? probably is his one move. Yeah, yeah, I mean, let's be let's be know, real here. She you probably Jamal Anderson, said, that's your move. "Hey, Jamal, come get a Slurpee," and mm, he thought, "Okay, yeah. okay, he right, right." Yeah. She well, was like, "I sees her tell her 19, <laughs> <don't> Yeah. <laughs> All right, takes us to our sports page for this time. Uh, National Signing Day for college football coming up this week. Uh, You get a lot of news on this. Obviously, recruiting the most important part of, you know, any college football team, the lifeblood of how it all works. But I think it's also fair to ask, um, do some people follow this a little too much? Um, You get a lot of people who their whole um, reporting of an issue is telling you what a 17-year-old posted on social media. Um, It's hard for me to really get too enthused or mad about what a child seemingly posts on their social media account. And it just kind of seems a little bit weird that people follow into it that much. I don't know. Am I am I um, am I out of line on that? Is that just kind of a creepy thing I have on myself, or what, what's the what's the general idea on that? No, it's it's definitely creepy, uh, and the main reason is, it, 
basketball recruiting is a little different because a lot of those guys will come in and play. But in football, even the best recruits, a lot of times you don't see and and heavy doses and they change as players. So, like to get all worked up about about you know high school football players just seems just seems to be really really odd. Yeah, yeah, just uh, just the 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 whole. Um, I mean, obviously, you want to bring in the best players as possible, but I don't know. It feels like people get a little too personal on it almost sometimes. It seems. Yeah, like, I mean, it does feel really weird to uh, to get a boner off of what a eighteen year old kid's decision is. Right, on, like that's uh, affecting your night on the first you know? Wednesday of February. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is. It says a lot about how how we live our lives that that, that, yeah. that that's what gets us off. Well, uh, and this is what you get into. It's like the Matt Elam thing. Like when 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 Matt Elam is a five star in theory recruit came to uh, Kentucky over Alabama. I mean, you thought you'd had you know got uh, asked to prom the the hottest girl in school, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll go with you." And then you you realize that she had spinach in her teeth the whole night, and uh, you know you realize she she's got knock knees. Yeah, and she got knock knees. Yeah, she she definitely has knock knees, uh, and possibly not very good hygiene, like uh, in other areas of yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, I feel yeah. silly that I masturbated over Matt Elam now. Yeah, you know, like yeah. three years ago, that was when that I told you that his decision. knees touched each other, and he was part. horrible. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it that more than any other sport, I feel like is just you've got to watch and I mean, players pop up out of nowhere. I think football it might be one of the one sports that uh, for a lot of the positions you can actually make players uh, versus maybe even there being a, I mean, there's natural talent to it, but you could you get two guys with natural talent, you can make one better than the other. I think just uh, yeah. And how weird is it that there is a job for recruiting journalist that their that their requirement is to call 17 18 year old kids constantly yeah. to see how how their visit for a college went and and yeah. what they what they ate on their uh, recruiting visit and what they did and you know check in on every single uh, meeting with a coach yeah, that's well, how do those people feel about their profession? What's funny about them is when you hear them talk about it, they're, and then they'll talk about coaches, and they're like, man, you know, don't you think that Nick Saban gets sick of coming into a 17-year-old's house and, like, trying to pitch him on his program? And he's like, I'm a national champion. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you do that same thing, dude, but you're not, like, you're not that cool. Like, you're not flying there in a private jet and, like, you know – you're just the weird guy that is like tweeting, it, tweeting, and texting, and texting this guy. Yeah, like what I'm taking away from that is that you think all recruiting journalists and coaches are pedophiles. Breaking, uh, breaking news. And, and, and slash on a witch hunt. And slash salesman. I've I've always believed like enable like to like recruit in the college level at the level they do. Like yeah. what you're talking about, like suck up to 18 years and so like I think you have to enjoy like the uh like closing a sale like salesmen do and i think that a lot of these or really i think all college coaches but the most successful ones especially all have that kind of element in them where like they like to like close a deal and when you're a salesman you don't care if you're selling to somebody 16 or 45 you're just trying to sell a deal so well i guess all y'all probably heard about the whole hardball staying at the recruits house thing like uh do you think that that's a little odd for a guy that makes that much money to go stay at some 
just some random. Yeah, if, if it's not Jim Harbaugh, people are immediately being like, "Oh, that's weird." But since Jim Harbaugh, people are like, "Oh, that's the most hilarious thing ever." Well, you think, Jim you, Harbaugh is hilarious. I think he sleeps under a tree anyway. Yeah, like, right. Hey, though, I mean, Ann Arbor. Important for us to remember too, though, man. Like, I mean, you know, like back in the day, Joe Beast basically was a live-in with the uh, Issel family to get Dan Issel. Dan Issel signed with uh, some Big Ten team before Kentucky. And, like, to close out that deal, Joe B. was with his dad and eating dinner with him every night. So it's not like that's something that's necessarily new. But he lived in their house, though? I, I mean, he stayed there. He was there basically every night. I don't know if there was any, like, sleepovers. That's a hot take, John. Where'd you get that information from? Well, I mean, I got a lot of sources. But let me hop on this this soapbox and go a little bit different. Because I I do believe this is a necessary change that has to be made in college basketball. So, like, uh, I agree the game had gotten too physical. and, And they were, you know, like, you know what three or four years ago it was just too physical they they weren't calling hand checking there was too much banging there wasn't enough scoring well this now is porn or basketball <laughs> well both your personal both. life both. right right <laughs> so I, I guess what I would say like I agree with the way they're calling the game in general um, but if you're going to do that I really think they need to go to quarters Jay Billis has been on this forever but I'm a huge uh, proponent of it go to quarters that way you don't have games decided by free throw shooting I think any more too much you're seeing games that are decided by which team hits the most free throws. And if you were to go to quarters, which, you know, adjust for the bonus situation, then that would that would uh, be a good counterpart to the, like, rule changes that they've made. Like, you'd have a more similar game to what we're used to, but people would not be – you can't do the hand checking, but people aren't winning by getting in the bonus with 14 minutes left. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hate watching college mm-hmm. players or NBA players shoot free throws. Yeah, there's no, nothing worse as far as from a TV entertainment value than – Watching a free throw shooting cup. Well, I mean, do, do you guys agree with Unless that? Though? It's an I mean, like there's free throws. Look, they, they yeah. had to start calling more fouls, but now that they're doing it, I mean, these a lot of these games turn into freaking free throw. Yeah, two and a half hours long, and, yeah. and everything else yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's too long. While we're on, on the top of college basketball, y'all uh, saw the uh, Mike. Uh, I can't say his last name. Shit, shit, shit. Coach K uh, took away the Duke basketball team's ability to wear apparel and made them practice in the... Uh, That's right. Everybody was just yeah. in sweats. I yeah. mean, I, honestly, we, I was wondering, do they even have any... Uh, you know, they're probably hard up for any sort of clothing. Yeah. 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 Well, they, they probably have a lot of jewelry, though. Uh, Look, I, I got pissed 30 years ago and took uh, all Division One teams' ability to make a salary away. But and it, I still haven't reached It led me that. to think, like, we've all played uh, some sort of organized sports. I mean, yeah, I just played baseball. But uh, and he was a left-handed catcher. But is this the weakest uh, punishment you think a coach is, a coach has ever doled out, or do you have a good uh, a good punishment from a coach that uh, you really enjoy? It is a good coach move to take away. It's kind of like when they like take the jersey off the or the name off the jersey. Like I feel it's kind of along the same lines. This whole you can't wear. You're not the team. worthy. You're not. Yeah, worthy. you can't wear. It's the same mind fuck. That the coach is doing, but do you think it's? A, I mean, it's not the same as saying like you got to sit or whatever and watch, well, watch that. It's just during the during Dude, the coach week, K is smoking mirrors. I mean, we've known that for thirty years. Well, they said this is like the twelfth time in in thirty years that he's done this move, which, I mean. I just don't see it as being super effective. All twelve times previously, they've won the national title. Yeah, 
he he right. so was that when he was yeah. like that's like oh shit but like the season's running away from me yeah. pop the button national championship yeah, yeah. I mean it's it, yeah it, you would think he would do it every year he, you know what man he he loves his uh, he loves his players so much that after they leave the program he brings them back on as coaches. And then he, uh, when he realizes he has a super athletic team that is a dumpster fire and has no chance of being legit like they should have been, he goes ahead and that's that ex-player take all the blame for why they're terrible. Yeah. I, I love the fact that they... Nothing makes his back hurt more than yeah, a couple losses. Yeah, dude, I mean, you know, you know. Get, get out of here. I love these people who are like, well, why is Duke losing or why is Duke struggling? And then they blame it on, like, Shashesky uh, not being on the bench. I mean, like, look, Shashesky knows his basketball. That's part of my point is he looked at that team and was like, oh, oh, shit, I'm, I'm two months away from this team even being decent. Is, and then, uh, so pro- that is he pronouncing that correctly? Is that how we say it? Shishesky. 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 Common spelling. Yeah, yeah. Shishesky. But, anyways, I, I mean, I, I just find that all just ridiculous. I mean, like, they were talking about this team like it was supposed to be the uh, Kentucky team from a couple years ago. You know, it was supposed to be a super team, and but, they're terrible. But look what I, I've seen this uh, play out on uh, Kentucky teams of the past with Coach Cal. Uh, having so much talent, uh, Duke still scares me. They they are loaded with NBA caliber talent, and if they click at the right moment, then they could make the Final Four. And then Coach K looks like a savior, a genius. Yeah. yeah, he comes back, leads the team to the Final Four. He made them not wear Duke apparel yeah. for a month, and that, straighten that them up. Really, straighten them up. Really made them yeah. turn the corner. Well, and with all that said, I mean, like I would not want to see them as an eight or nine if I was a one seed. I mean, that would be yeah. Awful. It's, you don't it's want to play Julius Randle, the Harrison yeah, freshman exactly. year, all over again. Yep. You get that team as an eight seed, that that would scare me. Uh, here's here's a question for you about college basketball coaches. Where would you rank? Uh, the illness that coaches fall back on. All right, you got K's back. Cal's got a bad hip. Roy's Roy, vertigo. Yeah, Roy's vertigo. Roy's vertigo is yeah. something else. Jay Jim, Wright's just fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim, Jim Beheim knows Porn pedophiles. Addiction. Yeah, he yeah. knows pedophiles. Uh, Irvin Myers herpes flare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his heart. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, well, that, but I, I, yeah. I think his heart is really like just Rick really severe herpes flare. Fat. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> over, over, mm, too soon, dude. Too, too soon. soon. I mean, too soon on Rick Majerus, K man. sells that back because he'll go have surgery. Air quotes again. Air quotes. Ed Cooley. Yeah. Al- Al- alopecia. Alopecia. <laughs> that is a good one because that is. I mean, he can't help that. Hey, in all honesty, like if you're talking about coaching at the football or basketball level or baseball, any of them. Aren't you a little surprised that we, like, on the national level, maybe there's been a person that has done this, but, like, there's no coaches that have been in wheelchairs. Can you remember a coach ever in a wheelchair? Is it, like, the FDR situation where, like, they just, like, they probably should be in a wheelchair, but they're just kind of, like, staggering around and shit, you know? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't. I I mean, because, like, like, what what difference would it make for a coach to be in a wheelchair? I mean, it shouldn't, in theory, affect the game at all. Yeah, that's true. Practice, there was, the, uh, practice could make. There was the Georgia State coach yeah. that was. Could you imagine a coach getting career. pissed at you though, and just like yeah. just racing those wheels yeah. over and just lighting you up in his wheelchair, rolling over your toes? Sit down, possibly. sit down, so I can look at you eye to eye. <laughs> look at you eye to eye when I tell you what a worthless piece of shit you are. <laughs>
All right, that was episode three of podcast Six Pack Absurdity, non-financial support provided by Carew's Craft. That's K-A-Y-R-O-U-Z-K-R-A-F-T dot com. That's Carew's Craft. They have cutting boards, all sorts of wood and maple products. You can still buy them for now until Trump bans the Carew's name from coming back into America. So use the coupon code T-R-U-M-P-F-U-C-K-H-I-M to get 10% off your next purchase at carewscraft.com. Whisper his name through this disappearing land, but hidden in his coat is a red rag.